Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Please leave a message after the tone. Hello, my name is Adam Sandler, and welcome to So, So, So Sandler's, the Sandman movie podcast. Agabagoo! Hello and welcome to So 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 Sandler's The Sandman Movie Podcast, a podcast where we discuss the movies of backcountry hick Adam Sandler. My name is Kerry Jones and also, as always, I am joined by my dearest friend and co-host, Matt Wollstenholm. Always good to be back. Always good to be back with some Sandler. I am so happy that we've got back into an ordinary Sandler movie. <laughs> <laughs> because... After the tragedy of last week, of <laughs> oh, that's just better not better left unsaid. I, I forgot. I haven't seen this movie for years, but I, I forgot how funny it was. This is great. I forgot. Yeah, I agree as well. I hadn't seen this in a long time. I had a great time watching it. Oh, I don't think I'm right. going to be able to choose a favorite scene from this. I think I, I have. But I don't know if it is my favourite scene. I've got it's a couple, one of the funniest scenes. I've got a couple written down, but we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah, so, this, um, I really enjoyed... I thought I enjoyed this a lot more than I thought I would. I just... I thought it was better than I remembered. What's your history with this movie? I've seen this... This is one of those, just like, Big Daddy... Uh, it was just like yeah. early 2000s, like Big Daddy, Little Nicky. Just a bit later than the 90s ones. And they were a bit like, I'd say this is probably a slightly more family friendly than like Happy Gilmore or like a Billy Madison. I think this is his nicest movie so far. I'd, yeah, I'd say so. It's the only, only one where Sandler hasn't got a mean spirit. Yeah, he's, he's just like a genuinely lovely, like just country bumpkin in this. That's all he's playing. <laughs> right. Yeah. For the people who don't know the movie we are discussing this week is Mr. Deeds. Should we just get into it? Mr. Deeds goes to Hollywood. When a media mogul suddenly died, a $40 billion empire was at stake. If I lose control of this company, it'll be catastrophic. And all that was needed to stay in power... Did we find this heir yet? ...was a simple handshake. Longfellow Deeds, 
Handshakes are for strangers, pal. We hug around here, buddy. What's up? What's up? In this small town, they call him the poetic guy. I promise to love you for 50 years more, even when your bosoms sag down to the floor. But now, he'll be called the rich guy. This is Major Tom to ground control. I'm stepping through the door. From the producers of Big Daddy. I got wicked bad frostbite when I was in the scouts. Check it out. The hideousness of that foot will haunt my dreams forever. Oh, yeah, I've heard that before. One man is going to teach high society. He writes greeting cards. Do you write your poems with a crayon, Deeds? Some small-town values. And if it wasn't for Miss Dawson being here, I'd probably knock your heads in. I don't mind. Okay. Adam Sandler is... This will uh, pay for uh, everything I, I damaged. Sorry about that. Good to meet you guys. Thank you. Mr. Deeds. Don't be nervous. Go ahead. Didn't feel it. Isn't that awesome? Go ahead. Enjoy the foot. I know you're starting to like it, aren't you? Oh, you're sick! You're sick! Why would you do that to me? I'm just kidding you, pal. Mr. Deeds is a 2002 <laughs> American comedy film directed by Stephen Brill, written by Sandler. Oh, unwritten by Tim Hurley, starring Adam Sandler. <laughs> giving himself writing Mr. credits now, is he? Like, cheeky bastard. <laughs> Mr. Deeds is a 2002 American comedy film directed by Stephen Brill, and written by Tim Hurley, starring Adam Sandler, Winona Ryder, with Peter Gallagher, Jared Harris, Alan Covert, Eric Avari, and John Turturro. It was a remake of the 1936 Frank Capra film, Mr. Deeds Goes to Town. So, Stephen Brill, I can't believe back. you've just completely glanced over the fact I made a joke about Mr. Deeds Goes to Hollywood instead of Mr. Deeds Go to Town. And you shit all over it. I'm not having a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Deeds Go to no, Mr. Deeds Go to Hollywood is... Is that... Okay. Is that the movie that Matt Stewart keeps on convincing himself is fake? Or real? What? I just made that up. What are you talking about? Oh, okay. So, in... <laughs> in Do Go On, and it comes up a couple of times, Matt Stewart talks about this movie that he used to watch in his grandparents' house, and... He confuses it with, it's like Mr. Something Goes to Hollywood, but the actual movie is Mr. Deeds Goes to Town, but he's convinced that, I don't know. And that's what I thought you were doing. Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> I was just taking the piss. Mr. Hands um, Goes to Hollywood. Mr. Hands Goes to Hollywood. <laughs> Everybody Google Mr. Hands. Do it. Do um, it now. <laughs> Go and watch it and enjoy. <laughs> so Stephen Brill, yeah, he, he's constantly collaborating with Sandler. He he directed Little Nicky and he's directing a bunch of stuff. Coming back, Tim Hurley, he's back writing all this shit. Winona Ryder, what's she been, been in? Beetlejuice, oh. Little Women, Stranger Things. Oh, I just fucking smashed the shit out of my funny bone and can't feel my hand anymore, so that's great. Fuck. <laughs> 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 Adam Gallagher he's um, Sandy Cohen from the OC Jesus Eric Avari I know him from uh, 
Home Alone 4. I don't know any of these people, eh? I know Peter Gallagher's, like, face from... Yeah. I honestly have no idea. He's just, Sandy Cohen in the OC. Around. I've never Peter seen the Ga- OC. Um, Jared Harris, he is... Um, fuck, what's his name? Oh, he's Richard in... Han- he's oh. in Sherlock Holmes. He's got, like, a really recognisable voice. He's Dumbledore's son in real life. Not Michael Gambon, the original Dumbledore. Christopher Harris. What's his name? Richard Harris. Sorry, Richard Harris, Jesus. <laughs> Richard Harris, the only Dumbledore. <laughs> Michael Gambon plays Gandalf. No, Michael... <laughs> Yeah, Michael Gambon does not play Dumbledore. And I'm, I'm sorry. All right, For the last like three weeks or so, I've been listening to the Harry Potter audiobooks that I've never read before and I've only ever watched the movies. Audiobooks are like... Infin- the books are infinitely better. And yeah. Michael Careful Gambon what you say. absolutely does Careful. not play fucking Dumbledore in those movies. That is not Dumbledore. <laughs> what, what audiobooks are you listening to? Who's reading them? Stephen Fry. Okay, fun fact about me, I reckon 80% of the nights I have gone to sleep since I was like six years old, and this is no word of a lie, I have listened to Stephen Fry reading the Harry Potter audiobook. Jesus Christ. I promise you, every single night. Wait, can you give us a line from a Harry Potter movie in Welsh? Right, no. But the first book... (laughs) Why not? The first book has been translated into Welsh. Okay. It's called Harry Potter ar Mine Retronedd. And Harry is spelled H-A-R-R-I. And it's got like Drago, Marlloid, Slevrig, Snape, um, Hufflepuff is Wufflepuff. (laughs) Oh, no, I need the rest of the houses now. You need to tell me. <laughs> um, one is like Cravengar. Uh, let me get them up. The Welsh version of Harry Potter. I need to. I need to invest in this audiobook. Does Stephen Fry read it in Welsh? No. Um, oh, oh, so I wish. It, it, it's the audiobook's not in Welsh. It's just oh. the first book has been translated. Oh, okay. So it is. Okay, take a guess. What is Slavenog? I've got to go with Slytherin. Correct. Kravangfran? Ravenclaw? Correct. Kereol? Gryffindor? Yeah, and... <laughs> Wufflepuff. <laughs> of course it's fucking Wufflepuff. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. Oh my god, as in. <laughs> Alright, we're off we got a bit off topic there. <laughs> Wait. Um Okay. So since I've had Audible well this Audible account which I had about sixteen months ago, I have listened to twelve months worth of audiobooks. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! Honestly, w- without fail, every single night. As well as as well as twelve months worth of podcasters. <laughs> yeah, I have just audio going all the time. You um, consumer, <laughs> Jesus! 
That's outrageous. <laughs> um, Alan Covert. <laughs> We're back. We're back. Point back. And then John Turturro in his first Sandler movie. John Turturro so, was great at everything. And except that Jesus Rolls movie. The which one? <laughs> The sequel to The Big Lebowski that I talked oh, about last week. Oh, fucking never again. Don't watch it. Right. The first thing we like to do on this podcast, Matt, is I like to find a plot synopsis online, and then you've got to decide whether we curb that blurb. And by curb that blurb, I mean take it outside, make it bite the pavement, and kick it in the back of the head. So this plot synopsis comes from sonypictures.com. I'm fairly sure they are in charge of the Spider-Man movies. And it says, Small town guy Longfellow Deeds goes to the big city to collect a $40 billion inheritance from a long-lost uncle. Living in a palatial mansion with the service of an unusual personal valet isn't too bad. Things get even better when he meets a beautiful school nurse. But money changes everything. And things aren't what they seem. His sweetie is actually a journalist feeding the reporters his outrageous behaviours to the press. Now, it's up to Deeds to straighten everybody out with a few right hooks and lots of common sense. I don't know about that. I don't think that described the same movie I watched. (laughs) Every single time I paused is because there was a full stop. (laughs) (laughs) And this comes from (laughs) the Sony Pictures website. Oh. Do better, do better, Jesus Christ! Nah, I'm oh. kicking that to the fucking curb. I can get a great, I can get a curb stomp. Yeah, I yeah, I, I agree with that. How does it describe the movie? Like Jesus, surely this can be so much better. I'm, I'm sure the fucking DVD probably has a better plot synopsis on the back, <laughs> as well as finding plot synopsis. Says says says. I like to find some reviews synopsis. as well. So this one. Uh-huh. This one I comes from. Word. No idea. <laughs> this one comes from theguardian.com, and Peter Bradshaw wrote a remake so bad it will make your gums bleed. Orphanage fires are funnier. <laughs> Fucking hell, all right. <laughs> what did this movie do to you? <laughs> and that came from the Guardian. Jesus, I didn't realise anyone was such a big fan of Mr. Deeds Goes to Town. Fucking hell. And then I've had some... Re- Jesus. User reviews as well. Okay. So, Sandler has... How many remixes has he done? He's done this. The Longest Yard. Has uh, he done anything else? Not off the top of my head. But then his movies have been remixed. 51st Dates in Korean. Twice. How is the Korean version of Fifty First Dates? I think it's exactly the same. Oh. Uh, I've, I've also found there must be a Bollywood version of some Adam Sandler I think movie, surely. A, I think there's a Bollywood version of Happy Gilmore and Big Daddy. No, not Big Daddy. Little Nick. Uh, Billy Madison. Fuck, that must be weird. <laughs> I've also found some user reviews as well. So I've got five stars from Wrestling Giant, and he says Adam Sandler very funny. He he hoo hoo ha ha. Made me laugh a lot. I mean, <laughs> I I had a good chuckle at this movie, so I'll go with you there. And then one star from Gems Movies, Longfellow Deeds, Shake My Head. 
Sandler tries to play the average guy in this one, and boy does this stink of doo-doo poo-poo. He writes shitty ass Hallmark, Hallmark cards. What a joke. I don't think Adam Sandler's the one that was miscast in this. <laughs> no. I, I think, think Adam Sandler is perfect in this. Yeah, I think his uh, his co-star might have been miscast, but do you, do you think? I think they could have got someone better than Renata Ryder. I like I like Renata <laughs> Ryder a lot, but I don't think she should have been in this role. I think it was for someone else. I don't know if, if I don't have anyone specifically in mind. I just don't think it was. I just felt like she shouldn't have been there, or it should have been someone else. Drew Barrymore. No. Oh. <laughs> You just she's, don't want to see Drew Barrymore hurt Adam Sandler in a movie. Yeah, she, she, she's too mean for this. Um, I think Courtney Cox could have done it. I think that would have been a great shout, actually. Yeah, yeah. she would have done a much better role because she has this like she has that like craziness about her, and and she has the experience of being a reporter from Scream. She does. She is a returning reporter in about what four of the five Scream movies. No, she's in all all of them. She in all of them? Yeah. She in Scream 3? Yeah. Jesus. What was she? That was like late 90s. She was making like a million dollars a fucking episode for Friends at this point. <laughs> I have a I, rest. I think, she, I think she prefers Gail Weathers to uh, Monica, though. Well, yeah, she's gone back to Scream. None of them have ever gone and done Friends again. That's true. Thinking about the reviews I just told you. What do you think this movie got on Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, probably not well. I can't imagine this did good in the in the critics. <laughs> <laughs> the the oh yeah, fuck. They never do well, but sure. I don't really. It's just, it's kind of irrelevant at this point. You know, it's not going to be a positive one. So it's just kind of funny to see what they've come up with. So the critics give this a twenty-two percent. Jesus Christ. And I was actually surprised at the audience score for this movie. The audience only give this a 59% approval rating. Okay. 59%. Uh, Compared to some of his other ones, that is a little bit low, considering this is... It's definitely better than quite a few of them. Yeah. Um, I think it's better than quite a few of them. I, oh, 100%. I think this... This is definitely better than Billy Madison. Yeah. I'd arguably say it's better than Big Daddy. Oh, I'd say yeah, they're about maybe. the same. They're just different movies, but I feel like they're probably on the par. I, I, I did enjoy this. Um, and then the budget was $50 million, and it made $171 million at the box office. Nice. Decent return. So, it was a box office success. Considering that Little Nicky by Stephen Brill was a box office flop, the next movie was as well. For some reason. Uh, no, their next movie together, which is Oh, this. sorry. I thought you'd, like, Punch Drunk Love did not do well at the box office. Yes, but this one... This did. I think it's back to the norm of Sandler. So, I've taken the plot synopsis from Wikipedia once more, and as these plot... Uh, breakthrough uh, has this whole thing usually <laughs> as <laughs> as the plot on Wikipedia usually goes it just cuts out a bunch in the middle so please please stop me there's a couple of things I want to talk about okay I've so, got quite I've got like I've got a decent amount of notes here 
uh, and there's only probably like a few parts of the movie where I've skipped more than like 15 minutes. Right. Okay. So I should should be should be all right to, for some stuff. Okay. So multi-billionaire Preston Blake freezes to death upon reaching the top of Mount Everest. With no immediate heir, it is unclear who will inherit Blake's massive fortune. His board of directors discover that he has living grandnephew named Longfellow Deeds who runs a pizzeria in Mandrake Falls, New Hampshire and also writes, writes greeting cards. It's a good opening to the movie. We get them just I... climbing up to the summit of Everest. This guy's... <laughs> he's like 90 years old in this movie and he's just climbing Everest and the storm rolls in his entire crew just like nah fuck this we're all gonna die we're going back to the bottom nah bitches I'll see you at the top come and get me when we're done (laughs) (laughs) and he makes it and he makes it he makes it he doesn't make it back but he makes it to the top I think dying on top of Mount Everest is this old man Dying happy. Alright, he dies with a smile on his face. Yeah. Frozen in. And he must, yeah, he must have been about 90. Um, and then him dying is just, like, breaking news for some reason. Yeah, I don't know, I guess. Famous uh, person. Wh- why is this Warren Buffett-type media mogul? Well, I don't know, I feel like if Warren Buffett died, it would probably be in the news. Yes, but they're obsessed with it. <laughs> Like, they're not gonna... There's a few people that could probably do... I'm just... No, no you know what? Let's just move away from that. Longfellow <laughs> Deeds, that is a, that's a name in and of itself. Um, but yeah, they discover this guy because the fax comes through. But the first the first fax that comes through... What are the name of these oh, characters? What's the, what's the name of the bad guy? C- oh, one of them's called Cecil? Cecil, yeah. Cecil. Cecil. Cecil, Cecil, Cecil. is... The bald guy. Cecil is the bald guy. Yeah. And then... Oh, no. I can't remember what Peter Gallagher's um, character's called. I'll get them up now. I've so got... Cecil is the bald guy. And then Peter Gallagher, his name is Chuck. Chuck. Oh, yeah. Chuck Cedar. There you go. Uh, but yeah, they get a fax through. And the first fax that comes through, Chuck reads it. And like, does anybody know a Dr. Francis? And then Cecil's like, yeah, I do. Like, congrats. You got a spastic colon. <laughs> Why is that coming through on the public facts? <laughs> sort your shit out, Cecil. Um, but yeah, they discover that it's Longfellow Deeds, who's this guy who runs a pizzeria in New Hampshire. So they decide to go up. Um... I, I do kind of like the fact that it comes through as not like an ID or like a, a a page of like, this is the person's picture, like name, date of birth or whatever. <laughs> it just literally is like block capitals, Longfellow Deeds. Longfellow deeds. <laughs> so they they go to uh, greet him in Mandrake Falls. And they come on their helicopter and the airport. What, what are they called? These these guys. Oh, the guys with the fucking sticks. Yeah. Ushers. I don't know. Air no bo- idea. The air, airport stick guy is playing. Airport by traffic Dante. control. Fucking that'll do. <laughs> yes. Traffic control is played by Peter Dante, and then like, ah, oh, yeah, I'll take you to Deeds. It's literally just so. a guy sat on a chair in a field. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then, That's him just by himself. <laughs> but I, I don't understand. He, he called in sick to. Work. Yeah. He, he... 
But he's he's looking it. It was confusing. This guy's this guy's not got his priorities sorted. Called in sick to work to go to another job. <laughs> Cecil was sat in the back with like a gawk or something, <laughs> and then they, yeah. Oh, in the pickup truck. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then, and then they arrive at the uh, pizzeria where Thingy works from Two and a Half Men. What's her name? Oh, Bertha. Bertha from Two and a Half Men. Berta. Her name is Berta. 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 I think it's Berta in Two and a Half Men. Berta. Yeah. Uh, and she plays Jan, and she's just, I'm guessing, the head waitress, second in charge, and she's just running this whole uh, pizzeria as Deeds is off doing. Oh, he's delivering because Peter Dante has called in sick. <laughs> that's that's where he is. <laughs> um, so yeah, they, they meet Deeds, and then they um, Deeds is flown back to New York City by businessman Chuck Cedar, who temporarily controls Blake Media. Once Deeds arrives, plans are made for him to sell his shares in the company to Cedar and return home with $40 billion. Deeds remains in New York while the legal details are worked out. So, yeah, we get, um, we've, we've got, I've just got a few things here that we skipped over. Uh, just in the shop, they witnesses, or we get to witness as well, the first gift card reading of the movie. Yep. That he's trying to see. So he's, he's a, pizzeria owner who is also trying to become a professional greetings card salesman by selling him to Hallmark, but is, yeah, unsuccessful because he's kind of shit. Yes. So, he does his gift card reading, they're obviously not impressed and kind of take the piss, and then he is still busy, so he's got a few deliveries to make, so he goes and visits just a couple people in the little town (laughs) where he lives. This is where we get, um, Steve Buscemi's character for the first time. Yes. And he's, he's he's delivering him pizza. So I wrote I wrote this down because he says two things that made me fuck crack up. He's delivered a pizza to him, but he's just in jail, and he's like, "Ah, yes, French fries and Oreo pizza, just like I like it." <laughs> and so he's like to him, "Hey, what are you doing in prison?" And he says, "Oh, I'm doing a one nighter because I bit the mailman." <laughs> And then we get, he's moving on and he's delivering pizzas around town and he sits with these old ladies and they're quite fond of Cecil. Um, what's her name? Kitty. Kitty, yeah. We get some very, uh, we get some OAP flirtation going on here and it's, uh... Yeah, it's like, what is this? Like, oh, should I call you Kitty or should I call you Meow? Oh, God. <laughs> Eric, I, Eric Avara, you, 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 you charmer, you, good God, you smooth talker. It was something along those lines. I think it was exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so before we get to New York, we have one of my favorite scenes in the movie is the, is the helicopter scene on the way over. Yeah. So they stop off for Wendy's just for no reason. They just park up the helicopter in a Wendy's car park and then they're on the way and we get a... This is ground control to Major Tom. Is this is a great scene? <laughs> Them singing Space Odyssey in the back of this helicopter is fucking quality. Do you think Wendy's paid yes. a lot of money after seeing the success of Popeye's Chicken in the previous movie? Yes, absolutely. It has to be, surely. I mean, like. The Popeye's chicken is probably the most egregious 
advertising I've ever seen in any movie. The, the Popeye's chicken in Little Nicky is a character. Yeah, but it, yeah, like you say, it is a character. It becomes a character. The pocket <laughs> of chicken becomes a character. But no, I reckon Wendy. I reckon any fast food restaurant that's like makes so much money if they're in like an Adam Sandler movie from now on, just because yeah, he did that in Little Nicky. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to add there? What else have we got? No, that was it. That's the last notes yeah. I've got before we get to New York. Okay. The story is major news and reporter Bay Bennett, who works for a tabloid television show called the called Inside Access, wants in on the inside story. She has a co-worker, Marty, pretend to steal her purse in sight of Deeds, who rescues Babe. She then goes out with him, pretending to be Pam Dawson, a school nurse from Iowa. So we just skipped a load there. That is as a lot as, of the movie. <laughs> as soon as Deeds... On, on the... The next bit is, though Babe initially just wanted a career ad- advance in story, she eventually falls in love unfairly who, uh, unfailingly soft-hearted deeds. She decides to tell him who she really is. So, so that's the end of the got, movie. <laughs> so we got, we got the whole movie to talk about. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, ma- it's major news. Um, as soon as he lands, paparazzi take a photo. And then GTA style just jumps off the tallest building, parachute, and then that picture is worth like a thousand, a hundred thousand dollars, and it's straight in newspapers, and then everybody knows who he is instantaneously. I fucking hate paparazzi, they're awful people. But like that guy waiting on a rooftop and then fucking parachuting off the top to get a photo, that I can I can vibe with that. That's fucking good commitment to your job. Yes. It's <laughs> No, it is very much um, major commitment. And then Inside Access, it's just this TV it's show where Alan Covert, yeah, where it's... Alan Covert works, uh, Winona Ryder works, Jared Harris works. Is is Jared Harris supposed to be Australian in this movie? I couldn't tell you honestly. I hey. think he is. It was a oh, very bad accent. Fuck yeah, he is. Oh my god, yeah, he is supposed to be Australian in this. I completely forgot about that. Um, Holy shit. Yeah, Jared Harris as yeah, Mac McGrath, the Australian head of Inside Access, who reports Deeds antics in New York. Fuck. Yeah, that is, that's not a good accent. No, it's dreadful. <laughs> it's absolutely awful. Um, but then, yeah, he has this plan to try to get as much information on Deeds as he can, so he gets Bay Bennett, who's played by Winona Ryder, to go undercover to see what this guy is actually like. And the first instance that they meet is Alan Covert pretending to mug Winona Ryder. Yeah. And then Adam Sandler catches him and then just beats the shit out of him. (laughs) That's such a good scene. He just fucking pummels Alan Covert on the floor. Just completely. (laughs) And then, yeah, then they decide to go out for food and then all this happens, but before all this happens, we meet all the staff in yes. the very first night. We meet the staff that's in uh, the Blake Mansion. Yeah, so he arrives, and first things first, he meets his staff. He arrives in that just very grand uh, double staircase for, like lobby to his the rest of his like penthouse apartment, essentially. 
and he's like we get this like iconic echo scene yep. <laughs> i love this where just all this the oldest guy in the room just boob <laughs> so the elevator guy is played by jb smooth yeah he's comedian he's currently in the spider-man movies as one of the teachers really yeah he's in far from home and no way home He's the second teacher in Far From Home. Oh, I've not seen Far From Home <laughs> in fucking ages. Um, yeah, and then the, the old guy. I always used to think this old guy saying boobs is the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> he's just the tidiest, oldest man. Like, he literally looks like he's on his deathbed. <laughs> and, uh, and then we meet um, John Turturro's character as well. He's the um, butler. He's very sneaky. Yeah, very sneaky. <laughs> what can you translate that for us, please, Gary? Uh, what? Very sneaky. Can you do it in his accent? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's what he says. Uh, very sneaky, sir. Uh, very sneaky. Yeah, he's he's the best character in this movie. Yes, he absolutely. Um. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, so they have this whole scene, it's just echo, and then, like, the chef comes out, some of the maids come out, and everybody's just shouting different stuff, and then Adam Sandler just goes, okay, I'm ready for bed. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, he get, yeah, he goes up to his bed, and I can't remember if it's, just the, if it's the night of, or it's the day after, and with the frostbite scene. It's the day after. It's the day after. So he goes to bed, wakes up, and then... First person he meets in the morning is John Turturro, and John Turturro's like, "Okay, so can I put on your socks?" And then he's like, "No, it's okay. I I, I got this myself." And it's like, "Oh, come on, let me do it. I just really like feet." And then it's like, "Nah, you don't want to touch my feet. Have a look at this." And then he pulls his sock off, and then it's the frost frostbite scene. If anyone's not seen this, he just pulls off his sock and his foot is like, not like decrepit or anything, it's just a normal foot that's just completely jet black. <laughs> and John Totoro looks, I wrote this down, John Totoro looks at this, and looks at this foot, at this man who loves feet, and says, the hideousness of that foot will haunt my dreams forever. <laughs> and Adam Sandler's all his responses, yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like, uh, like, oh yeah, by the way, I've got no feeling in my foot. And then <laughs> so he gets some fucking gets... fire poker. John Turturro just to, to go absolutely ham on his foot with a fire poker. It gets him good in this though. He's just absolutely <laughs> bashing the shit out of it. He's like, come on, put some fucking force into it. So he just grabs it and absolutely rams it. Straight stabs it into his foot. <laughs> Adam Sandler's reaction to just screaming in pain and just fucking scares the shit out of him. Oh. But John Turturro says, what does he say? He's like, oh, your uncle didn't let me touch his feet either. He's just got a, he's just got a thing for feet throughout this whole thing. It's, it's so Quentin strange. Tarantino, again. Yeah. So the okay. next scene, the next, sorry, the next scene we get in this, I've just got one more note, is he is told that he owns the New York Jets. Adam yeah, Sandler okay. is a famous, obviously, New York Jets fan, um, being from... He's where from? He's from like New Hampshire or somewhere. And he plays a Patriots fan in this. Yes. And he's just like, so they tell him he's like, oh, 
um, what's the football scores? He's like, oh, the Jets lost. And he's like, uh, they tell him he owns the Jets. And he's like, that's unfortunate. The Jets are fucking choke artists. They suck. <laughs> and then I... his, his star quarterback bursts into the room and just immediately starts going off, like just swearing at everybody and is just demanding more money and he's never playing again. So Adam Sandler just fucking rocks him. <laughs> yeah. Knocks him out. Yeah. He just straight away. Absolutely cleans him out and he's like, I didn't want to hit you, but if you ever swear in front of that lady again, I'll fuck you up. <laughs> so yeah, they're in Very the polite. now because Yes, he's going in there to sign his documents and this guy is interrupting. And, and, yeah, and Chuck's in there with a bunch of French people trying to sell Blake Media. Yes, yeah, he's trying to get rid of the company as soon as it's passed on to him. So, um, this football player is called Kevin Ward. He's, um, he's a f- fictional player and... Basically, Adam Sandler then fires him from the Jets, and he's like, Chuck's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, he's our best player. And Adam Sandler's like, no, don't worry, he'll come back. And then later on in the movie, we get a scene where Chuck is ringing up Adam Sandler to say, ah, listen, I'm sorry, my my papa told me I needed to ring up and ask for my job back, blah, blah, blah. And his dad is played by Blake Clark, who has come back. It's a very, very small role. And then he's like, he ends up speaking to Adam Sandler, but then he finds out that he was swearing in front of women. <laughs> he's getting the belt. Yeah, he's like, what did I tell you, boy, about swearing in front of ladies? And then he gets the belt, and then we just get like a horror movie shot, and this guy Kevin is just screaming at the camera like, Papa, no! No, Daddy, no! <laughs> um, fuck. The, the next note I have after this is that uh, Pam Dawson getting mugged. Yeah, and, and then the mugging happens, w- yes. which we've already spoken about. One more note is that she is from Winchesterton Fieldville. Winchester. Fucking nailed that, by the way. Fieldville. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like you said earlier, Sandler saves it from the mugging by Alan Covert. And the, then they the fake mugging. Out. Yeah, the fake mugging. And then they decide to go out for food. They yes. go for food straight away, yeah? That's oh, the first hit. Yeah, 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 because he takes them to that posh restaurant. Yeah, so they go yeah. to a posh restaurant, and then there's some New York City types, like arts types and business. Yeah, some, invite... some people who think they're fancier than they are. Yeah, invite them over to have food, but it turns out they've just been invited over to basically be made fun of, and Sandler's not have. Do you know earlier I said this was probably the nicest we've seen Sandler. Yeah. I think in this movie he knocks out about eight people. <laughs> Justifiably though, I will say. He doesn't yeah. he doesn't hit anyone that doesn't just that doesn't deserve it. <laughs> and then he goes absolutely apeshit on these three, four people and just knocks them all out and just has a fight in just has a fight in the middle of the restaurant. And he's given this random couple twenty grand yeah. anniversary. No, I think um, I think he's I think the guy's proposing, so he sends like oh. fucking fifty thousand dollars to their table. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and yeah. then yeah, he just I oh this is I didn't write this down, but he what does he do? Like he beats the shit out of the fat guy. Yeah. 
And there's and a then, fat there's a there's a fat the guy fact, like the the fat fat guy just goes, I believe I've sh- just shit my pants. <laughs> I thought it, I couldn't remember. And I didn't just want to fucking make that up, but I was convinced that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he runs into. What's the name of this tennis player? John McEnroe, just on, literally on the side <laughs> of the road. <laughs> John McEnroe, he was in this restaurant and started like, ah, oh, I like what you did to those guys. Let's go out and party. John McEnroe, I had a look at his filmography. He pops up in like six different Sandler movies. Really? This is the first, and he just he just pops up in a bunch. Coming oh, up, they must be mates. Has himself. And then, yeah, they go out on the town, and John McEnroe apparently is known for partying. The bad boy of tennis, supposedly. Yeah. <laughs> so they just get drunk, they start smoking, and then they start, like, egging cars, and... John, John McEnroe, like, is in the middle of the street and jumps and completely clears a speeding <laughs> car <laughs> at, like, then, age 50. <laughs> and then, obviously, because Winona Ryder's undercover... All this is being caught on camera, and then the next day, there's a media storm of Longfellow deeds being a dick. Yeah, they just obviously cut to however they want to make it look, and he looks a lot worse than he is. Yes. Classic news. And then what happens? Then we have a funeral. Yes, we have the funeral. We have Blake... (laughs) Sorry, Preston Blake's funeral, which is... (laughs) This is a good scene. <laughs> so we we get this funeral. He's invited. He does. He obviously has no idea who this guy is and never met him before. Um, everyone's given nice eulogies. Uh, the pastor in this, yeah, the reverend is famous person, and I forget his name right now. The oh, reverend. That's gonna annoy is, me. Um. Fuck. Al Sharpton. That's who it is. It's Al Sharpton, who's a... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Baptist minister. Yeah. That's who it is. Sorry, if you know who that is, fair play. If you don't, fair enough. But he is actually a famous person. I completely forgot that. But yeah, Al Sharpton is the reverend did this performing the... Um, ceremony and he's just doing his eulogy and every single line he does just rhymes yeah it's so it's so seamless and so smooth and it just cuts to uh deeds that guy should get into writing greeting cards (laughs) (laughs) oh that's great (laughs) what do do we get anyone else speaking here other than not these two no it's no, it's the bo- just the two of them. Okay. So yeah, we, we skipped... You... Sorry, go on. Go, no, go on. We, I would just say we get to the end of the funeral and Deeds decides to uh, yeah. go and do his own little speech that he's pre-prepared probably, like, <laughs> the morning of. <laughs> and, you know, it's doesn't a good... He s- it, it, go on. Doesn't he say that he wrote it on the way over? Maybe. Oh, does he? Okay. Yeah, he mu- yeah sure okay, he, he must do. Um... I have no idea what he says here, but he manages... Oh, it's something like... I can't remember what he does, and he rhymes it with, and his last line is something like, and I'll buy the beers. And you just get this, and it just, like, cuts to Al Sharpton and it. Like, the whole speech is terrible, except, like, the last two lines, and everyone's like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck is this? And then Al Sharpton's like, yeah, man's got some nice lines. And then, it, then he tries, and then... He says, where I come from, we have funerals with open caskets, so I hope you don't mind if we just pay our last respects. And then he opens the casket and this guy fucking springboards out. Just fucking sits bolt upright like the fucking Undertaker getting out of a casket. (laughs) Oh, fuck. And then he tries to put him back down to no avail. It's not working. And then, obviously, rigor mortis is set in and he's just breaking bones. (laughs) Trying to get this guy back in the coffin. He snaps his arm off. Um, I'm trying to find out if I can oh. find this. <laughs> so, Al Chapman goes, Now, Brother Preston is soaring with eagles high above because he lived a life full of love. Yes, he's flying away up high because he was a super cool guy. He's gone away too soon, it seems, leaving behind his unfinished dreams. And then, cuts to Longfellow Deeds. This guy could have a life writing greeting cards. And then, yes, we remember Preston Blake, a man with faith no man could shake. A strength no man could break. A character no man could fake. For goodness sake, let's eat some cake. Funeral attendance. Amen. <laughs> but I can't find... I can't find Blongfellow Deeds's... Oh, come on. <laughs> surely. <laughs> um... I can't find her. Um... <laughs> what was the name of... Al Preston, yeah? Al Sharpton. Oh yeah, it's Preston Blake. Is Pre- yeah, Preston Blake. Al. So, 
Ah, okay, so there's one more here. No. His only other quote is... <laughs> after Preston Blake comes out, it cuts back to... The last line of the scene is just this Reverend going, That's freaky. <laughs> That's freaky. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> after the funeral, Babe and Deeds, they go on a bunch of other dates. They go to... Th- this... They go to Central Park and they buy some bikes off some kids. Are we there yet? Yeah. Was there anything? Yeah, yeah. That? This, this, this is my, my next, uh, my next note. Yeah. So they buy. I, I want to talk about this guy. Um, so they buy bikes off this kid, and it just cuts to a homeless guy. Have you read about this homeless guy? Is this um, the New York homeless guy? Yes. Yeah, he's in like. A thousand movies or something. Yeah. So, yeah. so this guy's guy's called Radio Man, and he's playing That's what it is. a version of himself. And this is his Wikipedia. Radio Man is the nickname of a formerly homeless man in New York City who has become widely known for making over a hundred cameo appearances in films and television shows. Um, Jesus. He has made cameos in TV series Thirty Rock. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. The de- films such as The Departed, Shutter Island, Just My Luck, Romus and Cigarettes, Elf, Two Weeks Notice, Glitter, Keeping Up Faith, Godzilla, Ransom, Big Daddy, Mr. Deeds, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, The Other Woman, and The Bourne Trilogy. And I do love that only... Only, a, only about a quarter of those movies are actually based in New York. <laughs> yeah, and the only reason he is in movies is because he was a homeless guy in New York, and then... He found job in like one of those little news booths that sell like chewing gums and newspapers and drinks and whatnot. Yeah. And a movie was filming on his street, and they were like, "Okay, can you get out in the news booth so we can use it for the movie?" And we'll just get an extra in. And he's like, "No, nah, I'm not moving." <laughs> I'm like, you "No." Stick me in. He's like, <laughs> the director's like, "No, get out." Like, we have this street closed. I'm like, "Nope, I'm not moving." And then he's just figured out where different movies are going to yeah. be filming in the city and then he just shows up on the day and like okay I'll, I'll be in the background of this one <laughs> that's funny as fuck <laughs> oh, and... at least someone that's homeless in New York is having a good time eh Jesus yeah but he's he's not homeless anymore he's got a house in Brooklyn yeah he's a fucking actor <laughs> yeah what other dates do they go on um they go they go to New- they go here um, they bike around Central Park for a bit. They bike around Central Park. He takes her to her hometown, and we have the one at the ice rink as well. Okay. I don't know if there's any more before that. Is there anything else we need to mention about? No, I don't think so. Is there anything else we need to mention about Central Park? Uh, only just after Central Park. What happens just after Central Park? So while they're cycling through Central Park, they hear a they hear they see the fire oh, trucks yeah. going past. Yeah. <laughs> so Deeds being from a very small town where you know like the next street over is the end of town follows the fire truck because he thinks like fuck there's a fire I need to help because you know small town got it everyone gets involved it's not exactly New York where there's 20 million people so they follow this fire truck uh, there's a burning down building and this the, uh, the fire department obviously in fire, uh, doing their jobs and whatnot. and then this one lady is just stuck in the um in her apartment and refuses to leave because she has like five cats in there. Yeah. So fucking Adam Sandler rocks up and he's like, they're like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, no, no, I'm 
deputy, like, fire chief in, like, my, uh, my hometown. They're like, all right, sure, I guess. <laughs> so he just runs into the building and just runs straight up to, like, the fourth floor of this entire inferno. Um, he, climbs, he climbs up the drain pipe. Oh, he climbs up the fucking drain pipe. <laughs> and the actress in this, in the, um, in the apartment is Laverne from Scrubs. Yes, she is. I don't know, I can't remember her name, but that, if anyone would know, it would be Laverne from Scrubs. Oh, fucking. Uh, yeah, carry on. I think Aloma, <laughs> Aloma Wright is her name, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Aloma yeah. Wright. Uh, she's, she's famous. She's quite famous. But so, he's obviously, she won't leave without the cat, so he's like running around trying to find all these cats and just chucking them out the window to this like um, the the trampoline thing that the fire department have that I've only ever yeah. seen in a movie. Is that a real thing? <laughs> or is it, do they actually use that? Or? I don't know. <laughs> so Adam Sandler is just fucking free for all in launching these cats out of a window, and that, that this is my personal favourite scene. Of the movie, I think. <laughs> We get a we get a re we get so this cat just like the last I think it's the last cat they save. Uh they're just bouncing around and like different people are catching the cats in the crowd. And yeah, there's one cat. One goes just down goes, a drain. One yeah. goes in a guy's afro. <laughs> one just one so one just goes off screen and you just don't see where it lands, and then you just see it, it just comes like through a window and we have the best part of this movie. <laughs> We get a great cameo here from a repeat character, Rob Schneider's delivery man from Big Daddy. He's back. Nazo's back. The man who cannot spell hip hop 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 is back. And so he's just doing deliveries. He's the same guy, and he's just walking down the corridor. And this cat flies through the window and like lands in his oh, he like lands in his bike, his delivery bike, and he yeah. just looks and he's like, "Holy shit, it's a cat." <laughs> That's it. And, uh, his delivery of that line is incredible. <laughs> it's like it, fuck. It's like he just saw Jesus come out of nowhere on the front of his bike. I love Rob Schneider. And then we get Adam Sandler. He saves all the cats. He saves Laverne, and they like fucking cuddle and land on that trampoline. Yes. And again, all this is being filmed. But saving the cat yeah. is saving a cat is like an actual film trope. To show that the character in the movie is supposed to be a hero, so like in olden days, like save people, yes, yeah, saving the cat. Like you'd see firemen saving cats from trees to show that they're good guys or whatever. So this movie just takes it to the next step where he saves seven cats in like three minutes. Didn't know you grew up in rural nineteen fifties New York. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, all, all this is being filmed by Bay Bennett, and then the next morning, again, all this has gone back to inside access, and it's been cut to make it look like Mr. Deeds is throwing cats out of windows <laughs> to their death, and... Just murdering cats left, right, and centre. And sexually assaulting Laverne from Scrubs. By grabbing her and forcing her out of a window. Yes, and then onto the floor. Um... This annoys Bay Bennett because she. No, yes, I think they've already been to Mandrake Falls. Maybe. No, uh, Mandrake Falls. They've already been to Winchester Tunville. Winchesterton Fieldville. Uh, Win- no, they're almost about to go. Okay. So we get this, and then we get um, 
they move on from this and uh, Chuck Cedar is like, fuck this guy, I want to get rid of him. And Alan Covert is now pissed off because he's stealing Pam Dawson because she's falling for him. And so he meets him at the tennis club. Yes. He's the ball boy. Yes, he is. But yes. what happens with... When does Winona Ryder get annoyed with... And she's like, oh, I'm going to tell him. When does this happen? I think it's after they go to Winchester to Fieldville. Right, okay. Yeah, no, so it is. That's the, that's the next note I've got. Because she doesn't tell him. They go to the ice rink. Ah, uh, yes, okay. So she gets yeah. annoyed with... So she hands in the footage. They go to Winchester Tunfieldville. Yes. Which is this fictitious town that Pam Dawson made up because she's caught in a lie. Yeah. But apparently it's an actual town. So they go to visit it and then they go on to the local diner. This is my favourite scene in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's so awkward. (laughs) They go... They go into this diner, and Mr. Deeds is like, Deeds is like, Hi, everyone, does everybody recognize uh, this girl? And he's like, no, he's like, I'll give you a clue. Oh, my arm, my arm is hurt because I fell out of Mr. Finch's um, tree. And then he's like, this old guy just goes, Didn't you, didn't you used to have a big lump on your back? <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, oh no, it wasn't that big. Like, nah, the girl I remember, this was like a beach ball. I was like, okay, yes, I had a big, big lump on my back, and I was self conscious about it. And then he just turns to his wife, like, look, Quasimodo's grown up. Quasimodo's grown up. <laughs> and then, <laughs> that's my favorite scene just because of this old guy just pulling a little hunchback. <laughs> And then, yeah, they decide to go around the town. and Yeah, so they go and try and find her her, um, her old childhood old, house. Old house, yeah. And then they find a house that looks remar- remarkably like the one that she described. Red door, blue shutters, uh, tire swing in the front. Tire swing in the front. They go knock on the door and it's answered by three kids. And then they have a tour of the house. And then... Yeah, this the is weird. Go, and then one of the kids just goes, my daddy built this house with his bare hands six years ago. <laughs> and then Winona Ryder just goes, well, your daddy's a liar. <laughs> oh, fuck, I forgot. That's... I just don't understand how they managed to get in this house with three kids. Like, what's going on there? Dunno. And then, yeah. That, um, so yeah, we get that bill. Uh, she's obviously like, okay, this needs to stop now. This has gone too far. Yes, and then they leave. And then they're at the tennis club. And then Alan Covert's like, he sends over a ball to Chuck. And it says, I have information, meet me in shower in 15. Yeah. Yes. And then what happens? So, the truth comes out. Yes. I think this is where we were up to on the Wikipedia, was it? Or did we get past this? No, I think this is... Um, though Babe initially just wanted a career advance in stories, she eventually falls for deeds. She decides to tell him who she really is, but inside access, in cohorts with Cedar, who learned the truth from Marty, it reveals the truth to deeds first. Heartbroken, deeds decides to return home to Mandrake Falls with assurance that the company will stay open in Blake's honour. And he donates $40 billion to the UNCF. 
Didn't want to read that, did you? <laughs> so, yeah. Babe Bennett is annoyed with, um... With, uh... She's annoyed Harry- with, um... With Matt, the Mac. fucking Australian bro, Mac, yeah. Mac. Uh... Because he's, he's just a cunt. He's just like, I want ratings. I don't care. Yeah. See you later. And that's what he says to her. He's like, look, if I don't do it, someone else is going to fucking do it. I'm rich. And I don't yeah. care. And so she's like, well, fuck you. I quit. And I'm going to go and tell him. And so she's on her way to her to her date. On, I think he's going to propose. Is he going to propose in this? I think he's going to propose. Yeah. Cause, so for anyway, if you've not seen it, um, they're on a the ice an ice rink. Again, just yeah, the middle, like the middle of um, the professional ice hockey rink, and they've got this table set out with like a string quartet and just like loads of roses and several different bouquet sizes of bouquets, which I quite thought I thought that was quite funny. He's just there, like he's like, we got any smaller flowers? I can't even see the other side of the fucking table. <laughs> oh, fuck class! Uh, so she turns up, and then as she turns up. So do Chuck Cedar and fuck. Is it Alan Covert's character who's there as well? And they ch- put yeah. it on the jump and they chuck it on the so, jumbotron. Yeah, so Alan Covert's there working the jumbotron, but Cecil is there as well. Yeah. And Chuck. And then he's like, oh, can you put on Channel 9? And then. So TV channel gets turned over to Inside Access, and as it's broken to deeds, Winona Ryder comes in. And she sees everything that's been revealed at the same time as he is. And then yeah. she basically breaks down. And she's like, I was going to tell you, I was going to tell you. And then Deed's like, okay, I'm off. And then he runs all the way back to Mandrake Falls after. After, after signing the company over. Yeah, so he's just like, fuck this, I'm heartbroken. Everyone in New York's bullshit. I'm going home. I don't care what happens to my $40 billion. You can donate it to the United Negro College Fund. Yes, which correct. is played by George Wallace, who is I think he's in Little Nicky as well. George, he's a he's a comedian, and I'm pretty sure he's in a I'm pretty sure he's in Little Nicky. I think this is a repeat. Yeah. Oh, like not a repeat, but George Wallace, yeah. Um, he has been in Mr. Deeds. Or maybe it wasn't in Little Nicky. Then maybe I'm thinking of someone else. No, nah, I don't think he was. Nah. He's in Hubie Halloween. There you go. So he's coming back. <laughs> we'll, we'll get um, we'll get there. <laughs> after but returning yeah. to Matt Sorry. Oh go on, continue. Um no, yeah, duh, that was it. I was just looking about any notes, but that was it. Okay. After returning to Mandrick Falls, Deeds learns from his friend Crazy Eyes that Cedar intends to sell the company, causing thousands of employees to lose their jobs. Babe follows Deeds to Mandrick Falls to win him back. After saving her life when she falls through the ice over a lake, he rejects her, saying he does not really know who she is. Yeah, so he's um, he's left. He's just like, no, I'm not asked. I'm going back to delivering pizzas when I was actually happy in my little hometown. Yes. Uh, fuck. There's oh, there's another pizza here that he gives to Crazy Eyes that has like wild toppings. I think it's like anchovies and gu- I think it's like anchovies and gumballs or some shit. Like I didn't write it down. I don't know why I didn't write it down, but it's fucked. It's it's oh, it's fucked. Um, but I I I um 
Yeah. Then we get the then we get a pizza house fight scene. So Pam comes after uh, yeah. Deeds, who's back in his hometown. She turns up to the pizzeria to find him, and she's met with uh, Jan, Jane, Jan. Jan is her name. Jan, who's the Bertha. yeah, yeah, Jan, Con- yeah, Conchata Farrell, Farrell, yeah, who's Jan? Uh, so she's the retired rodeo clown that works there. She's just this big old unit of a woman. And just fucking, they have big old scrap just destroying tables and covering each other in pizza dough and just fucking slapping the shit out of each other. And then, you know, when the rider goes to the running drop kick in there. (laughs) She tries to kick her in the balls and she's like, I don't know, you think you're kicking honey, but I ain't shit down there. (laughs) Oh, fucking hell. This is yeah, that's that's a fucking good scene. So she she I don't know they kind of kind of fight to a draw, yeah. And so she's like, well, you got some good licks in, so fuck it, I'll tell you where he is. Yes, is that right? Correct. Yeah, she's, yes. I'm sure she tells him. Yeah. So she's like, oh, he's out in the woods doing something. Uh, so she's trying to find him, and as he as she's trying to find him, she finds him like across in a I don't know. They're out in the middle of the forest. I don't really know why. Because is it because he's delivering to crazy eyes? Maybe. Yeah, okay, so she tries to find the cabin that's his house, and she slips, or, like, she steps onto, like, a frozen lake that's covered in snow and falls through the ice. Uh, so as that happens, Adam Sandler rocks up and is like, oh, ha-ha, big joke, where are the fucking cameras? You just come to laugh at me some more. And she's there like, I'm dying <laughs> in, in, in the ice place. <laughs> It's just no fucks given. Oh yeah, good one. Where's everybody else? And she just sinks slowly and slowly further under, and then just disappears. And he's like, "Oh, oh shit, <laughs> maybe she's drowning." And then we get the fucking. So he's like, "Oh shit, where is she?" So he's rubbing the ice. He's rubbing the snow. He's trying to find her under the ice. You know, and being under ice is pretty fucking dangerous. Gets his, gets the ultimate equalizer out. Move down. <laughs> swim down. The big black foot's coming. And he just fucking launches this foot straight through the ice. I can't remember if he kicks her in the face or not when he does it. No, he doesn't. So the foot goes through. And then he goes, I know it's gross, but you need to hold on. You need to grab the foot. Oh, fucking such a gross foot. And then he, he pulls her out with his foot. And then he then she says something. Along the lines of what John Turturro said earlier. Like, that foot is going to haunt my dreams forever. Yeah. And then Sandler just goes, yeah, I hear that a lot. <laughs> I get that often. Oh, fucking hell. Um, and then she attempts to get back with him. And he's like, absolutely no chance. Um, yeah, but will you come and I, I... save the company? Yes. Yeah. So he sorry he finds out from Crazy Eyes that Chuck is going to sell the company and fire everyone that works for Blake Media. Yes. Uh, just to make shitloads of money, and so she she goes to she comes to find him to tell him that and it's like you need to stop this and he's like yeah bullshit. They obviously make up and so she's like okay if you don't trust me if you don't like you hate me or whatever you need to go back to New York and sort it out so that everyone doesn't get fired because this is kind of your fault. Yes. But kind of my Correct. fault. <laughs> okay at the shareholders meeting cedar has persuaded everyone to sell the company until deeds who has bought a single share arrives and convinces everyone not to sell however cedar controls a majority of the shares 
and the sales is approved. Babe arrives after having studied Blake's stolen diary and determined Blake's longtime butler, Emilio Lopez, is actually his legitimate son and the true heir as a result of an affair with his maid. So a lot has happened here. Yeah, we, we this, this is quite a big scene. Uh, yes. Like, quite long. Um, yeah, so he rocks up. He's there, thoroughly ready to go through that you've just got all these, like, rich Americans who are shareholders, like, fuck yeah, make me some money. Um, specifically that guy in the cowboy hat. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I don't give a fuck, make me some money. Uh, so we get that. He's the rich Texan from The Simpsons. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. He literally is that guy without <laughs> the guns. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, they all agree, and they're like, um, yeah, fuck it, we're going. Adam Sandler rocks up. Classic. Save the day. I'm going to give this empowered speech of why uh, you should all do the right thing. And then everyone's like, yeah, sure, let's all do the right thing. We're all, we're all going to stick up to it. Chuck Cedar is like, nah, fuck that, I want to be rich, I'm selling anyway, I've got 51%, no one can tell me shit. <laughs> yeah. What does he say? He's like, oh, when I was a kid, I didn't want to, I, I, I wanted to be, I, I wanted to write gift cards. I he's, like, I want, he's like, uh, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a veterinarian, and now I own a chain of slaughterhouses. Yeah. Yeah. What is, and then, uh, goes, because she's there, so I was like, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a man. <laughs> Deeds just goes, yeah, okay, that explains a lot. <laughs> there's a guy who owns a bunch of porn sites, there's the Monopoly Man, there's there's a load of people there. Yeah, everyone's just like, I wanted to do this when I was a kid, <laughs> I wanted to do this, I wanted to do this. And he's like, well, where'd you all get fucking lost? And then He's not he's happy. Like, okay. He's like, okay, that honor my uncle's memory, we need to save the business. And everyone's like, yeah, okay, I agree, I agree. And then it turns out 51% is owned by Chuck, who approves the sale anyway, and then Babe comes in with the MacGuffin of the movie, which is a stolen <laughs> diary that that we haven't mentioned. Half we haven't mentioned it, but it only Deeds. is only mentioned once, oh, like twice in the whole. Deeds movie. finds a Deeds finds a diary hidden in like. He's, no, he slides. He slides down the stairs, and as he slides <laughs> down the stair banister, he lands on the table in the fucking in the foyer yeah. and just completely destroys <laughs> it. And then he finds the 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 diary hidden in there. Um, yeah, and then it turns out that the butler, who spent his entire life looking after Preston Blake, is actually mm. Preston Blake's son. Yes. And the reason that he got this job is because he wanted to spend time with his son. But without just him. letting him know that it, that he yes. was son, yeah, correct. So Emilio find um, he's in charge, and the first thing that he does is fire Chuck. Chuck Cedar. He's gone. Um, Emilio immediately takes control of Blake Media and fires Cedar. Babe reconciles with Deeds after professing she loves him. Emilio thanks Deeds for his support and gives him a billion dollars. So he's like, yeah, I can't accept all this money. Uh, I don't want anything. I'm going home, going back to, going back to my little town with the the love of my life, and go making pizzas. Uh, how about a billion dollars? Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, who am I to say no? Not, not a kick in the teeth. Um, and then to finish the movie, Deed spends some of his money on red Corvettes for everyone in Mandrake Falls, and returns to the pizzeria with Babe. 
I do like the fact that I don't really know why this is in there, but every time they go to Mandrake Falls, I'm pretty sure they play Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Yes, they do. It's great. I think so. So good. I don't know why, um, but it's it's in there and it's great. Um, it it's um the the music in this movie is very good. Mm. But yeah, that's the movie. What I'm gonna do that is, is the movie. I'm, the whole town has Corvettes. Crazy eyes crashes is immediately. Because he has crazy eyes. Because he, he has crazy eyes. Is there anything else that we need to mention from the movie? I don't have any more notes. I'm pretty sure I'm out um, there. Yeah. Jack Jared Harris was a dickhead. Alan Covert was a dickhead. Chuck Cedo was a dickhead. Cecil is given a second chance. Yeah, because he's not like a cunt in this movie, though. No. He's, he's like the, he's probably the only one that's like I think. Well, everyone that's from New York in this is just terrible, which is quite funny. Yes, they are. <laughs> it, it kind of echoes real life, you know. <laughs> God damn New Yorkers. I love New York City. Hey, it's a great city. It's just hot as fuck. Yes. <laughs> it is. It was one of the most humid places I've ever been. Walking down Fifth Avenue is like walking down a fucking sauna. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. Only in the middle of obviously in the middle of summer, but like Jesus yes. fuck it's it's like a sweat box. First time I went was in October. And I stayed at the Roosevelt. I went with my family. I was going to say, fuck. Yeah. We're, stayed we're at the Roosevelt, f- eh? Another thing we like to do in this podcast is discuss our cream, the last scene, which is our favourite scene of the movie. I think we covered quite a lot of them as we were talking about it, but what's, what's your top two, top three? Top three? Uh, the pizza fight is, might be my favourite. Yeah. I thought that was fucking that just I don't know, it tickled me. Um obviously the helicopter scene with Space Oddity is I think that's probably my favourite scene in the movie. Yeah. And what else? I mean, I'm just sorry, I'm just looking at my notes for what was actually I thought was fucking hilarious. And yeah, that that first the first scene where you see the Blackfoot is fucking gold. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I think my top three are in that diner, just with that old guy berating Bruno Ride of having a hump on her back. Uh, the second one is quite a heartbreaking scene. It's where Deeds drops Winona Ryder off at her apartment and then she realizes that she's fallen for Deeds and realizes that what she's doing is absolutely awful. And then she just. I think they share a kiss and then she. Yeah goes in and then she just breaks down yeah sobbing. she just fucking like, that's it she's gone yeah i i think that's up there and then and then, and then i do like the mugging just the mugging's good the mugging is really good it's just how much adam Sandler is just punching his best friend <laughs> in the head <laughs> and then him showing up with like a neck brace the next day and like black eyes <laughs> I forgot he wore that neck brace <laughs> and that fucking wig for like the whole movie. Um, <laughs> what? Well, oh, yeah. There's like one scene in the thing. It's the first scene where uh, where we get introduced to Pam Dawson and she's asleep on the couch. And what is it? She's like, oh, I'm between apartments right now. 
And Alan Covitt's like, I've told you, I've got a spare bed, you can sleep with me. And she's like, do you remember that time when we tried that one time and I woke up with you breathing heavily over me in the middle of the night? It's like, I was having an asthma attack, I couldn't find my inhaler. Like, oh yeah, you fucking chore. Well, I forgot about that bit, that was fucking hilarious. Alan Covitt's so good. Um, and then before we end, I've just got a couple of pieces of trivia here. Um, as they were riding around Central Park and they go down those steps... Winona Ryder, she hit a stick that was thrown there by <laughs> Sonny Co- by Sonny Koufax. <laughs> she came, she fell off and she broke her arm. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! Um, Goddamn stick! <laughs> oh and fuck! Then, d- during the, the uh, mugging scene, Adam Sandler spun Alan Cover around. He slipped on the pavement, fell, cracked his skull, and then he was knocked out. That was you that know, was my bit. That was my yeah. piece of trivia. <laughs> there, there wasn't much trivia, but no, there wasn't. The um the only other piece of trivia I've got is I I needed to find out who played the quarterback from the movie. Right. So, okay. It doesn't have a Wikipedia for some reason. At six foot four inches, Brandon Malale is no stranger to standing out on the big screen. Brandon, a former college and pro football player, is best known for his scene-stealing performance as Kevin Ward, the obnoxious New York Jets quarterback in Mr. Deeds, starring Adam Sandler. That is his official IMDb like profile <laughs> bio. <laughs> oh, scene-stealing. I wonder what happened with his uh, football career. I mean... It- didn't mention it. I don't know who he is. Don't know where he played. And then... Oh, wait. Played, f- Fresno, played for the Fresno State Bulldogs. Let's go Bulldogs. Let's... <laughs> Fuck the Bulldogs. <laughs> Only if you're in Australia. Oh. If you're in Sydney, you get that. Fuck the Bulldogs. Let's go Swans. Nah, fuck the AFL. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I got a goofy Go the fucking well. Cowboys, baby. One of Deed's greeting cards has the wrong you're on it. Ooh. Yeah. Controversial. Who do you support in the AFL? I don't watch... Oh, Carlton. Because I drink Carlton dry. Carlton. They are the... Who are Carlton? Are they the Bulldogs? No. I have no idea who Carlton are, but I literally only support them because they... Like, the... The, the beer I drink in Australia is called Carlton Dry and it comes from Carlton so that's the only reason I've never watched AFL but that's who I go for if it was on I've also never watched AFL I think I'd enjoy I feel it, like though. you need someone to explain it when you're watching it because when you're watching it like there's you've got fucking no chance of understanding what's going on Run, find, find an Australian to take you to an AFL game nah they're all in fucking it, Melbourne yeah that's true that is very true um well, the Swans are pretty good this year, and they've uh, they're going on a run. There's a lot of Swans fans want, around at the moment. Do, do you want to let the people know what we've got next week? Oh, Swans fan in Swansea as well. They're the Swans. Oh, really? Yeah. Nah. Uh, so next week, um, we I've completely fucking forgotten what we're going to do next week. I won't lie. Oh, I know. Should I say? Cool. Oh, is it? No, it's not what I'm thinking of. Is it Eight Crazy Nights? Eight Crazy Nights next week. We're going Christmas episode, babe. Well, 
Hanukkah episode, baby. <laughs> we are celebrating Hanukkah in September with Adam Sandler's first animated movie, Eight Crazy Nights. And I'm quite looking forward to this because I love the Hanukkah song. And I'm fairly I've sure never that... seen this. I've never seen Eight Crazy Nights before. I don't I think. Don't... I feel like I would remember that. I feel like I'd remember an Adam Sandler cartoon. I- I've seen it. I've, se- I've got it somewhere. I've seen it. Oh, I don't know if it's good. Then. I don't know if it's good. I can't remember. Oh, God. All right, well, tune in next week for an episode that we might not know. If- oh, it might not be any oh. good, but we'll make it fun. Okay, we're going to have to cut this, uh, cut this back. Matt, another <laughs> thing we like to do on this uh, podcast. Oh, I was getting there. Is- I, just- I wasn't finished yet. <laughs> Is we, we like to rate this movie out there of... There we go. Oh, okay, I'll just cut that bit out. Is, uh, we, we, <laughs> we, we like to rate just this movie... Just cut that out. It'll be, it'll be better. It'll be better if we cut that. <laughs> All right. Uh, we like, we like to rate this movie out of a 10 possible sandbags and let the people know what sort of flood those sandbags could stop. So, Matt... Last week you gave Punch Drug Glove a 5 out of 10. What the fuck? You gave Little Nicky a 10? Yeah, fucking oath I gave Little Nicky a 10. I have no regrets. <laughs> that's the benchmark. I don't, that's my favourite Adam Sandler movie. So that's the top one. <laughs> Everything below that can fucking try and live up to it. What are you going to give Mr. Deeds this week? I'm going to give Mr. Deeds... I give us a 7.2. 7.2 out of 10 yeah so that's closest to 7.2 so far is you have the animal at a 7.1 and the wedding singer at a 7.7 i am also going to give this so i give punch drunk lovers 3.6 big daddy a 7.4 i am going to give this a 7.5 out of 10 what did i give big daddy you give big daddy an 8.3 Jesus, okay. And the water boy in 8.3. Yeah, that's fair enough. These scores don't make any sense. (laughs) At all. You give Billy Madison a 4.3 apparently. Yeah, because Billy Madison on the first week fucking pissed me off. I was like, ah, yeah, nah. That's that's probably the only Adam Sandler. Well, it's not, but it's one of the big ones that I'm never going to watch again. See, I could go book. I could watch Billy Madison again, which I give a 4.3 to, but I could never watch Deuce Bigelow European Gigolo again, which I give a 4.4 to. Oh, never. I would not watch either of the Deuce Bigelow movies ever again. They were dog shit. Yeah. Oh, well. What flood could your 7.5 standbags stop, Gary? Um, my 7.5 sandbags could stop the flood of fuck is there any liquid in this movie <laughs> there's a lake someone drowns in oh yeah he's um <laughs> stop the flood of shots that deeds is going to buy everybody when he gets back to mandrake falls with his 40 billion dollars yes my only question is why are you stopping shots <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm fairly sure a bunch of people in Mandrake Falls were underage. Ah, fuck them. They don't get them bought from. 
Uh, my 7.2 sandbags could stop the flood of tears from the United Negro College Fund after they realise that that check's going to bounce. <laughs> $40 billion check. Well, not anymore. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. I wrote that down like three months ago, I won't lie. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, um, I wrote that down when I originally watched when I originally watched this movie for us to record. Is there anything else you want to add? Uh, yeah. We next week we'll be watching Adam Sandler's famous Hanukkah movie, Eight Crazy Nights. I'm not cutting out the thing from earlier. <laughs> I, I got nothing else. Yeah, I'm out um, of notes. I'm out of trivia. I'm out of fucks to give. If you, if you could rate us five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, subscribe um, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, send us an email at soulsandraspod at gmail.com and follow us on our Instagram at soulsandraspod, please. One more thing. The soundtrack for this movie doesn't include Tom Petty, so that's fucking bullshit. Maybe it's a rights issue. Who knows? Maybe it's... <laughs> Who knows? Right. See you next Bye. week, everybody. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.